All right, here we are. This is our second experimental new episode 22 of the podcast, of the Perigee podcast. Pretty exciting because we're here at Vandenberg today. Vandenberg Space Force Base. We just um, finished up some things that was uh, were going on down the road, and then we came up here. It's a Saturday, which is super cool that we're hanging out on Saturday. And Chief Sove, you're here as always. Now always, two of two. Two of two, Chief. Happy to be here. Still babysitting me. Still doing the same thing, and but, you know, holding strong. We left uh, we left Sarn Felker at home because he's a new dad. And so we needed a, a stunt double. So we hijacked Specialist Sanchez. Hello. Yes, I am very happy to be here. Of Semper Supra fame. That's how well, most people know me, I, I suppose. I, I walk past your photo every day in the Pentagon. Every time I go get get food from the drugstore. I walk past your smiling face. It's fantastic. What? So that's how people know you now. You're the Semper Supra guy. Uh, I've tried to be a little less sharing of that fact. You know, sometimes you don't want your 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 accomplishments to outshine you or for people to make assumptions right. about the you. The rest of you, right? It's yeah. important. So what? So how would you prefer we know you? Just well, I used to call myself Airman Sanchez for so long. I'm still used to calling myself Specialist Sanchez. So once you join the military, your last name becomes your name. Yeah. So Specialist Sanchez is fine. And and what should we know like about you? Oh, like how would you like to be known? Like if we go like, man, Specialist Sanchez, he's the. If you don't want to say he's the Semper Super guy, what do you want us to say? What What do you want me to say? Um, I think I do have a little bit of a reputation of just somebody who thinks things through. So just sharp, I suppose, like someone who pays attention to detail. Semper Super Sanchez is fine. Or the paying attention to detail, thinking it through Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll always give the other side of uh, the perspective. So when someone wants, it's like, well, if somebody wants a different perspective, they know that I'll give it to them. Yeah, I think that's that's good. That's one of our. Um, I mean, that's one of the things that's important when we talk about courage, right? As a core value, that you have the courage to to speak up, and you have the character to you know to be true to who you are and to right stay a course. You don't want to be spooked, right? If you're like, hey, this is the right thing to do. I think those are good guardian traits. So you made a good choice. When did you transfer? What was the day? I transferred to the Space Force on September 23rd on Slick 6. So that's Space Launch Complex 6. There's a huge flag on the building. It's painted onto the building. And one of the requirements for swearing in is that a, the American flag has to be present. Yeah. So that was a great workaround and uh, suggested to do it in a historic spot. So here on Vandenberg, Slick 6 is important for a lot of reasons. The shuttle program was uh, organized there, and there's a lot of testing going on there. So I thought it would be a great place to get sworn in and start my new career. Yeah, that's super cool. And uh, you like your family came out and everything? So my entire atomic family came out. So my mother, my father, my two brothers, my two sisters, uh, 
Uh, we haven't been all in one place. I think it was for seven years. Oh, wow. Um, so this was the first time that we were all together at the same time in one place in a really long time. And just allowing them to come on base and have that experience and then to see a launch the next day was like, I was very honored to give them that gift because they'll probably, they'll never get that experience again. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And so now you're in tech school. I have begun my tech school journey into Space Force. That's right. And it's hard, huh? It is not easy. So I started two weeks ago, and the amount that I've learned about space, the missions that we're doing, and just everything that even one operator has to know or be prepared to go into, there's missile warning, there's orbital mechanics, then there's structure of the Space Force. All those things are being just shot at us. And we're picking up bits and pieces, but the whole class is doing really great. Good. And um, is it overwhelming sometimes? It's overwhelming, yes. I feel like that's the style of the military. Even at basic training, they just immediately start giving you commands, giving you things to start memorizing, your address. And then in tech schools, like, these are all the things you're going to learn. So it's overwhelming, but all the instructors are very supportive. And each of us is actually assigned someone who has just gone through the class so that we can ask them. Or like a mentor? Yes, oh, like cool. a mentor. Who's your mentor? My mentor. Oh, wait, don't say. It's supposed to be a secret. It's a, it's no, a no, secret. No, it's not a secret. It's not Go a ahead. Secret. Who is it? It's a lieutenant. It's, I, think he's, I think he's second lieutenant, uh, Leafy T. So that's my lieutenant who I can go to for questions. Nice. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. So, so far, so good. No regrets. No regrets. Just a lot of homework. Uh, today's my day off. So, And I messed it up by making you come in here. Yeah, at least it's not space homework. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to ask any math questions today. Thank God. <laughs> um, Chief, are we still, did we, what are we talking about today? So, are we still, have we changed our mind on this T minus 10 miler yet? No, that's still uh, a thing. Um, I know we have both been training really hard. Well, uh, I know I have. Um, you literally haven't. Your running shoes are ornamentation at this point. You well, don't even put them on. Facts for a couple of days. When's hard. the last time you ran like a actual, like ran outside on a road? That's actually not a fair question. Why? I, I don't know. Actually, it's been a while. I would this say maybe. This 10 miler is on a road, right? <laughs> it it's, is. It's not on a hamster wheel. But it's still training me. I mean, treadmills, you could. When's the last time you went for a run? For an actual real outdoor run? Yeah. Probably three weeks ago. I usually run Thursdays with Sart Monaco, our Thursday 5K. And yeah, it's been legit three three weeks. But in lieu of that. I've hopped on that treadmill and done some intervals and training. This is real. I'm a little nervous about it, truthfully. When's the last time I ran? Funny, yesterday. Now, the real question is, it how far yesterday. did we go? I didn't run yesterday. I thought it was yesterday. I'm I sorry, it was morning. today, this morning. Yeah, Correction, I am. Today. It's been a long week, Chief. I'm all in. I hate running. <laughs> oh, I know. I hate everything about it. Every step. But you're getting out there and you're running. Yeah. So can I, can I ask how far did we go today? A couple miles. Couple two miles. and a half. That's not bad. It's beautiful outside. Kind of regret not running myself. 
I stopped and took selfies at the monuments. Yeah, I saw that. It's beautiful out there. <laughs> so you know, it wasn't like two here. and a half miles in a row. Like I ran, oh, and then there'd be like, okay. oh, here's a fountain. Then I'd stop and take a picture. So does it count? Took my shoes off, soaked my feet. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, of course it counts. It's, okay. it's still training. But tomorrow was, we're still on for sprints, right? You want to go run well, sprints yeah, tomorrow? Absolutely, on the track. Here it's Vanderbilt. beautiful here. All right. Well, let's do it. 400 meters. Just do 400 10, meters? or 10 400-meter sprints with 60 seconds of rest in between them. Now we're talking. Uh, can we adjust depending on how we feel after oh, the first one? And adjust if you throw up. <laughs> and we'll slow down. That's it. Got it. Sounds can... good. <laughs> All right. All right. What geez. are we supposed to talk about today? So it's it's been a, a heck of a, a week for us, Chief. We started off at the Chief Leader Academy and then uh, transitioned. Oh yeah, over we went to, down and yeah, uh, we went down to Maxwell and talked to the Air Force Chiefs. That was fun. Talked yeah. to him about space and leadership. Did anything come up that you think? Like anything we should talk about from that? I think it was pretty normal stuff. It was. They were mostly curious about our service and wanting to understand, uh, I guess, educate themselves on, on what we have going on. Um, they want to know the next healthy big discussion. thing. The next big thing. What's going to be the next big thing? Correct. I like this is as big as it gets. Also, while we were down there in Alabama, right, we ran into... The horrible human being that tricked me into doing this 10-miler. Yeah, Master, senior master Sully. Yeah. He was there, and he was Jerk. very eager to meet you again. Yeah. He saved himself at the end. He's like, actually, I, I got to talk to you, Chief. I want to just remind you that, that the I'm the guy that's ruining your life. It's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm so mad at him. You know what we failed to ask is... If he's actually, oh, he'll be in. there, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Here's my idea. Actually, this is really good. I think if you're a super coder and you're listening, or if you just tinker around, or if or if you're one of our places where you have access to to cool um, toys, I when I was running today because we were down in Los Angeles, so I went I went on a little run in the morning. And I was stopping at cool places, and they looked cool, but I didn't really know anything about them. And then I remembered um, a few weeks ago, I went up to Gettysburg, and if while I was visiting Gettysburg, I could download an app that used GPS, thank you, Space Force, used GPS to let me know where what what had happened, you know, based on where I was. Like, it knows the marker you're at, and then it gives you a little narration, right, that you can play. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool... If when you were running the team minus 10 miler around the Cape with all this cool history, that if you could put on a soundtrack and it would tell you, it would give you the narration of what you were running or walking, because you'll probably be walking, um, what you would be, no, you're going to be running. I'll, I'll be walking. That's much but better. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if we had an app that would, kind of give us the story, hey, this is what happened here, this is what this site is, this is this pad, it's doing this. I think that would be, that really, would be really interesting. Neat, and I think if you really want to like level up on that, 
you would have it so you could program in your pace. So if you're running like 12 minute mile or an eight minute mile or whatever, and then it would like kind of give you, cause then it knows how long you're going to be between the spots, right? And it could speed it up or slow it down. Anyway, if anybody out there wants to build that app in the next two weeks, I will use it when I run the 10 miler. Otherwise I think we look at next year. Um, since this That's is going to be an great. annual event. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool idea. Maybe somebody's already doing it. Well, if you're out uh, there, please I realize I just said that it was a cool idea about my idea. It's not very helpful. I mean, I noticed it, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just what, that out. Right? It's kind of like a running tour. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And do they do that already? Are there apps that do that? Not that I know of. I've, I've been to some museums where they'll give you a kit. Right, exactly. And That's then, what I thought about when you said that, actually. And when you go to a spot, it'll say, punch in this code, and you can listen to yeah. something about what you're looking as at. As you go through, yeah. But if it's if it's connected to your phone, and your phone has GPS, and as you approach an item, you don't even have to press anything. It'll automatically start telling you about what you're running through right. or what you're running by. That would be interesting. Wouldn't it be cool? You For someone e- like me, it might be distracting, but it sounds really cool. You're like trying to breathe and <laughs> right, and it's telling you about some battle that happened. Or <laughs> I think that'd be, I think it'd be neat. I don't know. It I could don't even know. something, something it, to think. You about. could even program distance-wise to talk about things that you're not even near. Like let's say, because I've seen like you know how people go on those walks or they do runs and then they get a medal because that that medal is like based off of like. I don't know, like the, the length of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah, right. So what if, like, even though if you're not at the Grand Canyon, as you run a certain distance, it tells you about where you would be if you were at the Grand Canyon. You know, that reminds me of the little screens that you see when you run on a treadmill because I regularly run on the tread. Yeah, and it walks you through a journey. It's like, which one do you want to do today? Do you want to be in New Zealand? And it's the whole experience as if you're running through. It's pretty neat. Kind of reminded me of that it's a little just bit. point of clarification. That's not running. Well, I mean, it is. It's, it's treadmilling. Just, okay, so I treadmilled. Okay. Um, Still a cool idea. Yeah, it's great. So what? And then we went. Then we uh, then we went to Peterson. So then we went to Peterson. We talked to the Guardian orientation, orientation course. course team. And really interesting that at this orientation course, it was more conversations about why we're doing things more kind of philosophical, open conversation where everyone in the course and me were talking, right? We were having a conversation. It wasn't um, just asking for information. And we thought that was sort of remarkable this time. And I hope that's because we're doing a better job communicating, but I imagine people will let us know if they don't think that's true. But it's, um, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I, I, you know, as, as I was sitting back listening to them speak, it was a very healthy dialogue that you facilitated. Not once did they ask about, hey, you know, when is, you know, just basic informational stuff. I, you know, I hope that this is also helping. I hope that our, our chiefs, our leaders are pushing that information out. Um, and maybe part of the reason why they didn't ask those very basic uh, questions that they have in the past. So it was very refreshing. Um, I don't know if you wanted to highlight any of the any of the main topics that that they touched on or that they brought up during the GOG. I know one of them was the uh, um, the EPR piece. You know what we're doing there, and yeah. So um, 
So the promotion board has to look at letters of evaluation and also performance reports. And they're looking at records from different services with different cultures. I feel confident that we've, um, that we've got the right people on the promotion boards and that we have uh, written the board charge in a way that, that I'm pretty comfortable that we're, we'll be okay navigating that. Um, more though, and this came up later in the week uh, when we talked to the senior enlisted leaders as well, we all have to be kind of looking at a relatively near future where um, we're not coming from different cultures anymore. We're, we're, we're one culture. I mean, we're all in the Space Force. There's only so long we can blame um, those differences in um, writing styles on, well, I, I used to be in the Army or my records are from the Navy. And so I think, I think um, yeah, we had pretty good conversation about what we owe ourselves to kind of standardize that. Uh, the the recent um, decision by the Air Force to do manual loads um, of performance reports and that we're we're taking a tactical pause on on my eval. I think that's good news for us because um, we also talked through some other nuances um, that my eval sort of drives us to have to use a, uh, an Air Force performance feedback form or kind of cheat through it with. X's and we know that's not optimal. So this manual process, it should be helpful for all guardians. It should kind of baseline us and some kind of look for lessons learned. But I think, I think we're in a pretty good place with the performance reports. What else came up? So, you know, to expand a little bit on that too, uh, I know you also mentioned, Hey, we really need a ensure that we're educating all of our enlisted transfers so that they understand, you know, little nuances of how we want to write these these reports, especially those that are out in uh, remote areas or in detachments that are primarily, you know, Army transfers like the 53rd. So that was another good point there. And I know the leaders um, are going to look at kind of stepping up their game on educating everybody so we can normalize what if 90% of the unit has been guardians for two years or more, then that's a different environment than if Correct. 5% of the unit has been guardians for two years or more. So, yeah, so we got, I think those are the ones, and in the, in the, the, I think the chiefs were all over it. So I, th- I think it'll be okay. After we, then we left Colorado and we went to L.A., we did, yeah. which was awesome, fantastic couple days, three three days. Um, we had a senior leader conference first, right, and CSO sat down with the uh, Delta and SML um, teams, and and the field comms were there, and so got to talk to the command teams. Um, really good stuff. So I I, I um, I'm not sure. I don't want to steal any anybody's um, thunder as they carry those messages back, but I think we got some pretty good. So we've got um, three LOEs that um, that General Saltzman's thinking through that we really want everyone to start thinking about, right? Like no details yet. There's there's a lot of work to be done. Um, number one, though, number the most important, which is always the most important, is how do we ensure a resilient 
uh, combat credible force, right? Like, so, um, it is about readiness, which includes a lot of other things, but ask everyone to, um, to make sure that, that we're thinking through that. What does that look like? That we're talking about it, that we're channeling good ideas up and down and that no one is expecting. I just talked to him on the, on the ride up here. Um, we're, he, he does not intend, we do not intend to issue action orders on that, right? Like we need the, the ideas coming, um, from the, from the bottom up. So, uh, how is it that we'll ensure that we're always a combat credible force? Second thing is how do we, uh, amplify the guardian spirit, which is, um, which is this, this, essence of being a guardian, right? Um, it is our core values, but it's not only our core values. It's an amplification that's bigger than that. It's also the name of, uh, of the handbook that will amplify the values. And, and so we've got a little bit of a, of a, just a little bit of the prologue to finish on that. And then hopefully that will be released very soon. But no matter what's released in the handbook, we don't, any of us need to wait to uh, maximize uh, in our own lives, right? Living up to our core values, living up to um, this guardian spirit that should really represent all of us. Wherever we go, uh, wherever we work in the joint force, whoever we are, people should recognize us as guardians. It should should be something we should feel and behave differently and and other people should notice something different something something guardian about all of us something space forcey about all of us so um yeah that that was LOE number 2 LOE number 3 is partnerships i mean these are pretty i think things that we should all expect we care about readiness and combat credibility we care about living up to uh, the ideal and the best versions of who we are. We care about who we are as a space force and as guardians, and that we we need partnerships to be successful, right? Like that we are, uh, I think, um, quite good at it. I think it comes very naturally to us to partner. I think space is a very collaborative domain. So um, these are three pretty... Easy to guess, like if you just were playing LOE bingo, you probably could have could have knocked these out, right? Um, but uh, more to follow, but but also give us your thoughts and your ideas, and be thinking through it um, yourself. So then we we rolled into the Polaris Awards, and that was really really cool to have the recipients, uh, the Fieldcom, and uh, worldwide. For some reason, so I wanted to call them notables because somebody referred to the group that's not in Starcom or SSC or Spock. They were referred to as none of the above, NOTA. So I thought we'll, we'll call them notables, which I thought was super cool, but I got, no. We I mean, that's call, call kind them, of cool, but. Call them worldwide. Okay. They're the worldwide. I like worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. No, notables. Anyway, um, 
we got to sit down with them. I got to spend uh, over an hour and a half just one, one-on-one with them, which was really cool and took a lot of notes and got their thoughts. Maybe we can talk about that. Um, but mostly we got to celebrate them. And so we, we got to have a medallion ceremony, um, which was really neat. And we got to shake everybody's hand. And then, uh, and then we had the big, uh, banquet and that was awesome to really celebrate them and to announce our first ever guardians of courage and connection and commitment and character. I mean, it's just so cool. And the team winners as well. So, um, Glad to see that announcement. Glad to see that moving forward. Yeah, congrats again to to all of those recipients. Congratulations to them, Chief. And, you know, one of the interesting things throughout the week, um, they they built a pretty neat connection. Um, you know, they're all... As a group. Of, as a group, yeah. absolutely. And I was talking to one of the Polaris nominees, and she had mentioned how they were actually planning uh, like a reunion for the next year. And it was a pretty, it was pretty cool. Um, they seemed to hang out, you know, throughout the week and, and build relationships. Um, so it was nice. Uh, I'll tell you another cool thing during the Space Force ball was our Space Force song. You know, it, everyone was singing it loud and proud. It was very crisp. It motivated me so much to hear everyone in that room uh, stand up and sing it loud and proud. You know, in the previous Gawk uh, that I, I attended, I, the name escapes me, is a major who brought up a pretty cool way of uh, that he was having his guardians learn the Space Force song. They would sing it in the morning, every morning, and they would make kind of a fun team-building event. Um, and then at the, at the end of the day, I believe he said, they would also kind of end it with a Space Force song. So I thought that was kind of cool to just get them motivated, but also learn the Space Force song. Does that mean I I don't have to be the choir director anymore when we go places? Like people are starting to... Well, I think you still are, regardless, (laughs) wherever you're at. But um, uh, but no, I I think it's kind of neat that, you know, some teams are are trying to figure out ways to to learn it together as teams. And I I thought it was pretty cool that he said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, awesome. Specialist, do you know? You got the song all down, Pat? You ready to go? What's don't, the name? What's the name of the Space Force don't song? Lie to me. You know what the name is. <laughs> you, you can't come in here and say, "Look, I do not want to be known as the Semper Super guy." Like, there's so much more to me. I'm so much more dynamic and complex than that. And then this is true. Then go right back to that card. The first word out of your mouth. That's my high card, actually. So when I went to the tech school, someone confused me, and they thought I wrote. The oh, song. that you wrote the song. Yeah, and I said, oh, no, it's it's the title, which is the same as the motto. But I learned it like the first week. The first week it was out, I was like, I need to learn that. I don't yeah. – had I, tra- I can't recall if I had transferred yet. I was like, oh, I need to know that song. And I think it fits with the others great. I love it. Yeah. Well, I won't make you sing it today. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but next time there's an event, shout it out. They spent the whole week doing things together, right? I mean, so this this connection came about pretty organically because of this itinerary. And um, that was driven mostly by Master Seaborn, who's on the staff. Tremendous and she job. Did a great job with it. And then and, and Chief Grilla, um, 
helping. And, and the two of them escorting those folks around, they did all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but also they learned a lot and they learned space history and, and, and they built, built that connection. It was, it was really cool. I, I had a good time, um, talking to him. Do we want to talk about that? Is there something that you want to talk about? Checklist. Okay. Well, we went, we met with the spouses when we were at the commander's conference and, and that was great. It was, um, we talked about, uh, CDC. So there's work to do. We know that, um, we took some tasks to, to sit down with the air force when we get back and, and kind of pull that apart a little bit. So hopefully, um, soon kind of thinking through what are all of our options in the CDC. And then for sure to make sure we're sharing best practices from installation to installation. So, um, we took a task and, and, uh, going to maybe look at putting those in the, um, in the community action board as well. So general Thompson, and I'll have, have those conversations when I, when I get home from this trip. So that, that's good. Also, um, yeah, it was just all in all, I think a great conversation with the spouses. They were really happy that they got, uh, they got an unclassified, um, threat space threat brief. And I know they were really excited for that. And then, um, and I, and we found a, we found a new, a guardian in waiting. We just, he's only 10 today, but in seven or eight years, I think we're, we, we'll get our, we'll get, we'll get something out of him. He's, he's pretty excited. So then we sat down with the Polaris nominees and it was, it was really neat. Like I said, it, great team, great bonding, really kind of fun group. But we walked through and went around and took, I mean, over an hour to kind of listen to them and to what they're seeing. I would say nothing shocked me. If, if I said I was surprised by anything, um, I would be lying. If I said I was not, you know, saddened by some of the stuff, I would be lying. I mean, it, we've got challenges that we're working through. And, um, and so it's always hard to hear about them or sometimes it's hard to hear about them, but it's always important. And so, um, a few things specifically, and I think are good for the larger audience. We know that we've got, a uh, uh, kind of force, uh, force design conversation. Our books, our unit manning documents, we know we need a review. Um, we know that we have to look at it. We're not sure what right looks like. So there's a, a few tasks out right now where people are looking at what is work that we shouldn't be doing, what is work that um, a different cohort say, what is work that we could civilianize, what is work that um, the enlisted force could be doing, what is work that um, officers need to do, like to really kind of think through that deliberately. So that that will, um, I mean, that process is, is going on. But this this situation in, in in particular in certain units where we hear and we've heard for many years, hey, I'm doing the same job. I'm I'm a CGO, I'm doing the same job as an NCO. I'm an NCO, I'm doing the same job as a CGO. So in, in general, and hang with me till the end, 
if you think you're doing the same job as someone else, you're not doing the right job. That doesn't mean you're to blame. We know we've got to better delineate the roles and responsibilities and the specific um, work that needs to be done. We also know that all of us in our job and certainly in our profession are greater than the total of the tasks that we do in any given day. So I, I just encourage everyone to sort of frame this conversation. Is my job a list of tasks that I'm doing from the time I get into work till the time I go home? Or is my job, my profession, something bigger than that, something broader than that? And am I really doing the same job? If I'm doing everything I'm supposed to in that larger context, is it the same thing as the person next to me who has a, a different context and a different uh, different job and different profession? So we've got work to do on that. I'm not denying the reality that you may, on any given day, have many of the same tasks that need to be accomplished. That doesn't mean you've got the same job or that you're doing the same job. And we should, we need to work through that. We also need to delineate those roles and responsibilities better. What, what are you seeing at tech school? So at tech school, it's very unique because I went to tech school before and we did have people from other branches in our classes with us. So it's cool to know that we're working together and we may interact with these other branches. But in space tech school, there's even officers in the classroom with us. And so knowing that they're going to know what our job is and, and we'll know how, how much they know we're aware of is really interesting. But then we're also being taught you, don't, you should be good at your job when you arrive there, but also know that it's part of other people's jobs. Like other people can't get the information they need if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So you're not just doing one job. You're part of not only other Space Force jobs, but all the other branches need the information that we're guarding and that we're collecting. Yeah, yeah, it's an, it's an ecosystem. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Thanks for giving us a peek. Do your instructors know you're here? Are we going to get in trouble for putting you on the? My instructors do not know I'm here. Uh oh, I got. Well, I'll write. I'll we'll write a note before you go back. Yeah, Sorry. this is why I didn't do my homework. I know. I was. I pulled you out of doing your homework to do a podcast. I'm sincerely sorry. I'll be I'll fine. Have to, um, yeah, we'll have to get. Is our sheet still over there? possible yeah well we'll, i'll send him a note we'll send the leadership over there a note and and i'll blame myself and also get your homework done i will get it done. okay thanks because they won't think it's funny i think it's kind of funny that i could write you a note but get your homework done um we talked about with the polaris folks uh, some of the struggles of not necessarily seeing meaning or getting instant gratification of what you're doing. And so it's another thing, right, that I think 
we know about it. It wasn't surprising to hear that. I don't know from the institution perspective how much of that we can change, certainly how much of that we can change um, quickly. But I do think we can share better stories, right, about what's happening and what are the results. And, and we can all lead each other, uh, I think, a little better. So yeah, it was it, instant gratification. I, it's an interesting concept. I do think it's sort of generationally um, important that we get feedback quickly. Like we don't want to wait for feedback. We want feedback now. So, um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good comment, something that we need to kind of think through. We talked about um, retention. So, one, and I don't want to say this the wrong way, we don't have a retention problem right now. Like, literally, there's no math that's pointing to one. That doesn't mean we're not worried about it. It doesn't mean that we won't have one. We don't have math that's proving we don't have a retention problem. We just don't have a retention problem. And so this sort of um, this calamitous hyperbole that, oh, no one, you know, I, we're not really, there's not evidence of that yet. That doesn't mean it's not important to retain people. It doesn't mean that we don't have to focus on it. So the, the guardian value proposition work continues. What we'll do before the next podcast, we'll get a full update. In fact, maybe I'll bring somebody in that can talk GVP. Um, we know it matters. Um, we know we've got to have a retention focus on the force and uh, and direct paying compensation is part of it. And then there's all these other things that are part of it as well. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll specifically address that next time. Um, there was some conversations about deliberate development. I'll tell you the, so the, with the E7 DT, coming up in a, in a message um, out now, kind of outlining that. Also, even the way that we're looking at um, technical sergeant remotes and kind of going back out and looking for volunteers, I think we are really moving forward in talent management. It is sometimes clunky. We're using old systems and old processes. Um, certainly relying on bridging right now um, to an end state, but we're m moving forward. We're making progress and being able to tailor assignments to individuals instead of just letting an algorithm or a bunch of labels on a person say, this is how long you've been on station. This is what your specialty code is. This is how many years you've been in. This is your rank. Like we're not, going to use those proxies. We do not yet have the systems and mechanisms in place to, to just drop what we're doing, but we certainly have the philosophies in place to know that we're not going to treat people uh, like they're one group that needs to be managed through blanket policy. So I, I think we're in a good place, and, um, and that uh, DT is coming up soon. So read through the messages. Um, get on the team's chat if you're confused or if you have questions, let somebody talk to you and um, and let us know if you have questions. But I, I think it's going to be really good. I, I, 
I think we've got 60-some positions that we need filled, uh, E7 positions. And there's, I don't know, more than 400 of you out there that are E7. So um, take a look at the list, and if you think if, if you think you're a good fit for something, let us know. Um, we talked about uh, things that we've talked about a lot, overclassification, um, communication, uh, retention. Um, there was some comments about uh, risk aversion. This is important. I think sometimes, um, and um, I think this is really true, we, we will create sort of false dilemmas, and then that's what keeps us from moving forward. We do not have to pick, for instance, when we say we don't need specialty codes on people, that doesn't mean we don't need specialization. Those are completely different things. And if we say we need specialization, if we need people to be highly specialized, I mean, this is why we have specialists for a rank, that doesn't mean I don't also need some people with breadth, right? Like it's not always one versus the other and you can't have both. We really need many, many things. We need to move quickly and we need to be deliberate. We need to um, have a depth of expertise and we need to have a breadth of expertise. Um, we need to be um, flat and, um, and we need to bolt into the, the Department of Defense architecture. You know, there's all of these things. And so I encourage everyone to not present themselves with false dilemmas that we're really working through kind of real analytical thinking about what we need to do and that we're making uh, smart choices. Uh, readiness remains the priority that came up. Um, yeah, don't hold us back. Somebody said that. I think what a great thing to hear from anyone. Don't don't hold me back. So it doesn't matter who said it. Let's all pretend that it's all of our team members saying that to us and let's not hold each other back. And that, I think, more or less, was my conversation with those folks. They were really, it was really cool. I'm really proud of, of the way the, the Polaris Awards landed. I'm proud of our recipients. And, and it really felt this week like we are operationalizing our core values, like they do matter. And, um, and that we're starting to achieve um, this guardian spirit, this identifiable je ne sais quoi that, that identifies us as, as members of the Space Force, which are getting, every day we're approaching one-third of us have never been in another service. And I've been in so long I forgot what being in another service is like anyway, so it's like I might as well. Yeah, what do you think, Chief? You look um, like you want to say something. No, I, I agree with you, Chief. I, as as we're building, uh, you know, our service, I know we're now trying to, you know, go beyond just building. We're moving to delivery now. But I think part of the delivery is um, ensuring that we have that spirit and identity. And it's so important. So this week uh, alone, it was so great to actually see and experience, listen to the guardians. I know they brought up some some areas that we can work on, but there was 
so much goodness that they had. I mean, I know they they only given the opportunity to provide one and one, right? So uh, challenges and then also things they were doing great, but man, they were so eager to just talk about all the good things and the connections and teamsmanship, and it was just refreshing. It was great to hear this week, um, and I agree with you. We are we are getting there. We're moving in the right direction in terms of how we operationalize our core values, and it's just it's an exciting moment for us, uh, especially this week. Do we want to give a shout-out? There's one. Um, so we had Senior Master Daniel Dempsey, uh, that just completed Jasofsi, and he graduated top 20 of his class. Oh. Yeah. This just in. This just in. This Senior just... Dempsey, comma, Daniel. Yes. There's two of them. Oh, I didn't know you that. You didn't know that? I did not. Yeah. Well. And we are not going to pick favorites. We are not. That family, That's not what even we though do. it's probably church. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but she used to work for me. So, um, <laughs> but so... How did you find? Did someone send you an email? Uh, Chief, yes. um, You don't have to divulge the source. Doesn't matter. Protect the source, but non-attributable. One of our senior NCOs provided that information. Yeah, that was cool. Senior Dempsey, Dan Dempsey, got what happened? He's DG from yes, from Justofsi. Nice, Mm -hmm. awesome. That's pretty awesome. Congrats, Um, young man. We appreciate you. Yep. And I know next week we are going to be rolling right into uh, Thanksgiving. So, you know, we wish you guys a very happy Thanksgiving. Or Time to reset. if this is after Thanksgiving, we That's... hope you had a good one because we have no idea. We practiced this ahead of time. You were pre-briefed. Don't lock in any dates. But what did I do? <laughs> Poor. Now the audience is so confused. Oh they don't know. Was this before Thanksgiving? I've... Wait a minute. I thought I just had Thanksgiving. Is there another just Thanksgiving Next coming? Next year. Maybe just yeah. happy holidays. Happy, yeah. yeah. I think Cover that's everything. fantastic. Let's just say happy holidays. Uh, my guess is this does not come out before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Importantly, we hope that everyone had a great Thanksgiving. And, uh, and we have a great rest of the year. Like we're getting into that time, right? So double down on connection. Uh, double down on family, really um, uh, reach out to the people you care about. And uh, we're still planning. Are we planning? Am I going somewhere? And we're going to go visit some folks here over the holidays, right? So we do have... We are planning that right now, yes, okay. Chief. We so we, we know... Solidified what that looks like. Not all of you are home with your families over the holidays, and we appreciate that. And I certainly um, thank you from the bottom of my heart. So we're, we're going to get out and visit at least some of you that are on... Uh, remote tours or are deployed. Um, but thanks. And thanks to your families for everything that they do. What are you going to do for Thanksgiving? I've been invited to a co-worker's house. So oh. here on base, I'm not going to travel. Nice. But I That's have good. a, yeah, you know, cool. the people you work with slowly become their own kind of family. So for sure. Yeah. What, um, what's your favorite Core value. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me my favorite Thanksgiving food or something. Well, what's your favorite I, I had that ready to go. What, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? I think, uh, I don't know what it's called, but like sweet. Oh, my God. How sweet, favorite can it be? It's sweet potatoes with like a layer of marshmallows on yeah, top of it. I think it's called sweet, sweet potatoes. Sweet potato. Marsh, marshmallows, sweet potato. Is that potato. sweet potato pie? 
No. So you could say sweet casserole. casserole. That's sweet potato casserole. But sweet potato hot dish if you're from Minnesota. They call them hot dishes. The key is the marshmallows, though. That's, yeah, you got to yeah. dump that on top. I think yeah. that's you think so? I like it just with the the uh, brown potato. sugar, no marshmallow. I think that's just sweet. Just keep it. Well, yeah, like I mean, mashed sweet potato, right? I mean, it gives it a more I sweet, know, sweeter a taste. If only yeah. there was a way we could Holy solve cow. this mystery. <laughs> like, well, here we are. We've spent twenty minutes talking about sweet potatoes. People have work to do now. That's right. I use that time to think of my favorite core value. Your favorite yeah. core value? I would say it's character. Why is it character? I think character is the solitary component. So all the others, let's see, character, courage. Character and courage are things you have to work on. And I like being very independent or self-sufficient in what I can be. Um, commitment requires there to be a second party like the military or the space force. Well, so so remember it's commitment to mastery, right? To the pursuit of mastery of myself, my profession and my domain. And so commitment is about growth and improving. So that's very much huh. you know kind of can can be inwardly focused. It, it's helpful, right? I'm going to um I'm going to master my profession with the help of others, right? Um but for sure, and um, and and maybe um, you know, to be honest, this is something that's I think really important in a core values conversation, especially as um, as books as we start to put things in, in people's hand, right? Because if you're carrying something around in your pocket, um, it is our choice, every one of us, to use our core values to guide our own lives or to use our core values to judge other people, right? Like we get to make that choice. And if we choose the latter, we have failed. Core values are core values because we do. We owe them to ourselves and and we should use our core values to guide our own lives. Even the commitment out of the ideal where we walk through the team member, team leader pledge. Notice that neither one of those sides says, I will judge, as a team member, I will judge my team leader on whether they're keeping their promises. Mm-hmm. As a team leader, I will judge my team member. That that's not that's not how that's supposed to be. Like you're supposed to keep the promise of the half that's you, right? And yeah. and so if we all use our values, if we all have this individual pursuit of guardian spirit, then then it will happen for all of us, right? But once you start, it's almost impossible to judge others and actually maintain your values, right? Because judging others isn't isn't one of our values. And so it's it's really important, I think, this nuance. And we'll we'll see it happen the other way, right? Like all, all around, not 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 necessarily military values, but just in all kinds of ways, um, we're quick to judge others when sometimes, hey, let's, let's work. I mean, I'm guilty of this, right? I'm a, I'm a work in progress like everybody. And so anyway, I totally blew your whole thing, but char- you like character because yeah. you like it's this solitary, this is all really, it's an inward facing kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? I do, yeah. yeah. And it's also, I guess, 
it's first for a reason because it all starts with the person's character. Yeah. Like you have to trust your capabilities, your decisions, your morals, and as well as the people you work with. Yeah. Like you can work with someone who's great at connection, but if their character is not up to right to par, then it's bad. Bad business. Not the complete package. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for doing. So you okay? I mean, we took away your day off. I'm great. I'm doing good. It was it was all right. It was an yeah. okay way to spend the afternoon. A little hungry. Yeah. Talking about Thanksgiving dinner didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's we'll let you escape. And um, thank you, Specialist Daniel Sanchez, for hanging out with us. Not just the Semper Supra guy, but certainly the Semper Supra guy. So I appreciate it. It's always good to see you, my friend. And um, thanks to everybody. Chief, we're off to Hawaii next. We're off to Hawaii. Now we got to be back. we got to be back because it's not just Thanksgiving, but um, Rachel's birthday. So i got to be home for Rachel's birthday. It's very important. Yeah. So All we'll be right. right on time. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate you for being you. Thanks for listening. Semper Super.